oracle soup. Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom and other oracular tidbits with your hosts, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies. Two saucy sisters broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. Be sure to visit our website at oraclesoup.org to listen to our podcast archive. You can also visit us on Facebook and like our Oracle Soup page, where you can share your wisdom and request for Oracle Soup topics. Soup is hot now, and it's ready to be served. Howdy, all of you out there in the Oracle Soup world. We're reaching out to you again. Here I am in Oregon. I'm Katrina Wynn with my delightful sister in Texas, Gina Thies in the house. In the house. All right. And, you know, even though we're in our individual homes, we had this wonderful opportunity to be with one of our favorite tarot people. And we've actually had her here on Oracle Soup before for a kitchen table conversation with none other than Mary Greer. And we just want to kind of remind you that uh, even though there's so many wonderful people in our tarot world, there's certain folks who are just classics, the the kind of people you just want to sit down and listen to because they have so much experience and so much wisdom to share. And and for that, I am eternally grateful to Mary Greer. You know, Mary is one of those uh, uh, people that she's so knowledgeable and she's very accessible at the same time. And so I always feel privileged just to share the same space with her and to pick her brain um, and to interact with her. And uh, I've had many opportunities to do that. And so um, most people, especially if you get a chance to uh, come across her in a workshop or a conference, are a little bit intimidated. But she's a very sweet being and she is always willing to answer a question. And yes. so that's, that's what's really cool. And so um, when we had and this we, opportunity to grab her yeah, and sit her down did. at the kitchen table, we did. Yeah. And, you know, what we wanted to talk about in this conversation was there's just different styles. You know, there's different styles and approaches to reading Tarot and then Amon and a variety of things. And we figured that she's had this opportunity to kind of, dip her feet into these different styles right, right. as as we have too gina you yes. and i yes <laughs> yes and and we've gotten opportunities we've had opportunities to sit on panels with her and do workshops um in terms of looking at what it intuitive reading styles psychic reading styles um different types of divinatory styles I, I guess you could put the, put it under that umbrella and so um, I think you guys will find it very very interesting and in what she has to share welcome to Oracle Soup this is Gina Thies and I'm here with Katrina Wynn and Mary Greer we're in the kitchen for another kitchen table conversation Mm, yum 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 yes (laughs) yeah we are so thrilled to have mary greer here with us and welcome mary yum yum i'm so (laughs) glad to be here (laughs) 
Oh, we got some tasty morsels that we're cooking up here, and we hope you enjoy it. And, you know, we have a very special topic that we're exploring because when we get together, we think about, well, what's it like for people who are out there and they're trying to learn about tarot or oracles and they're trying to find something they're comfortable with, something that reflects their particular skills and talents and also serves whatever their community is. And there's really not just one way, is there? Definitely not. As a matter of fact, it's, I think, important for each person to find what their own style is and really focus on developing that first. A lot of times people talk about what to call themselves. That's one other topic, but in terms of style. So we talk about intuitive reading styles. We talk about, you know, I'm just doing a a psychic reading style or I'm just a plain old tarot reader. I have no style. So um, I know for me personally, I went through changes as I've read over the past 20 years professionally. So your style Um, changed. My style has changed. Um, When I initially started out, I was just a tarot reader. I did not want to call myself a medium or even a psychic. I was just a straight professional tarot reader. And that's what I stuck with for for a number of years. But as I grew and developed myself, of course, you know, my, um, what came to mind was I was an advisor. And so that was part of my reading style as well. So um, I incorporated that into how I did my readings. You know, that kind of happened to me too, because there's all those stereotypes about what a tarot reader is, usually more of a fortune telling. And for me, I mostly studied the tarot as a book of wisdom. So when I approached the tarot, I approached it as a teacher, as a guide, and probably very influenced by all my years of studying and working with the I Ching, to tell you the truth. And I always thought of the I Ching and throwing the coins as looking for guidance. So I think that carried over into my work with tarot. And then once I finished graduate school and I started hanging out my shingle for my counseling services and psychotherapy, I couldn't help but when I started getting invited to do uh, readings, I'd never really done readings for other people. I wasn't interested in it. I couldn't help but bring in that counseling style. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, I don't want people to come to me thinking they're going to get a typical tarot reading. And that's when I started calling it tarot counseling back in, I think it was 1995. I kind of created that term in, in my website because what I was doing was very much to me like the guidance that you would find in the I Ching. It wasn't a prediction. It wasn't um, do this and you'll be successful. It was like, how can the, this oracle guide you through the next step of your life? Yeah, learning what to call yourself is really important. And it's not just tarot reader. I go by tarot reader. I don't mind if somebody calls me a fortune teller. But when they sit down with me, I have a very succinct statement that clearly communicates to them what I do and we get an agreement before we actually start that that's something that they're interested in. If they want very, you know, um, mundane, specific information about dates and times or should they buy the stock or not, I'll usually refer them to someone else who I know is really good at that, but rather than trying to do something different. Yeah, and so how many people do you encounter? Because I know we all teach and we meet all kinds of people all over the world, uh, people who maybe struggle with finding their style or even their brand. There's no cookie cutter. I I think some people try, and in the industry, there are a lot of 
people telling people what they should and shouldn't do. At the end of the day, it's all your experience and what you set your set out your goal to be, what you want to do. When you pick up a deck of cards, the end result is what you aim to do and where you want to take your practice, where you want to take what you do. Some people never want to read for other people, and that's that's fine. I know there's you know um, a, a divide whether or not what the purpose is in terms of whatever tool you use as whether to do that or not. What now? What do you mean by divide, there, Miss G? Well, some people believe that you know you can't, shouldn't, can't, or it's impossible to do predictive style readings. Um, so, and then there's a, you know, you're talking a, about like these different camps, maybe camps of in the do, reading saying world. whether you mm. should or can't or do those sorts of things. And there are people that uh, out, are outside of that. That there, it doesn't bear a difference upon their practice or not. Well, even though I agree with both of you and your points of view, uh, since we don't have somebody here who, who would speak for that tradition point of view, I'd like to try that for a moment. Because I think there are those people who say, well, I come from this long lineage, and this is the way I was taught, and I'm going to stay really close to that, and I'm not going to modernize it, I'm not going to westernize it or whatever, Americanize it, we have a way of being very creative sometimes. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to stay with what I was taught, because that is the tradition, and anything else is just fluff and doesn't have the same power and doesn't have the same meaning and those people don't even understand what they're doing so I know there's a voice out there and I want to at least uh, give some uh, focus to oh it. very very much so I've, I've worked with uh, people that um, you know if I say I'm going to a conference and I'm going to meet Mary Greer they'll say who's that and they've been mm -hmm. reading tarot for 50 years yeah. right <laughs> so <laughs> there's no they have a set way they've been doing it for because they've learned it from you know it's generations and generations of people that have been doing it right? they've never read a book which is perfectly fine <laughs> yeah. yeah you can be a good reader that way um it's helps to be clear though about what you're doing because when somebody sits down they've got certain expectation and they'll Many people will go along if you tell them you're doing something different once they understand what that is. If they feel they've come for something and that you're going to offer that and you don't offer it, there's a shock value there. And that's where the danger comes in. So the better you can articulate what it is that you do in a very succinct, straightforward, unambiguous way, the better off you are because then you establish an agreement at the beginning. Oh, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. I'd even call that your mission statement. It's great to have a very succinct mission statement, one sentence, this is who I am and this is what mm -hmm. I do. And there will always be people who are going to argue after the reading, oh, that wasn't what I wanted. One of the things being a professional is that you have to be prepared for there's going to be some people who are going to be argumentative about those things and how you work that out. Sometimes you just have to return their money or split the difference and let it go because um, clients are not always perfect. One of the things I learned, you can fire a client. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I agree. And the other thing that I always talk about and teach and have learned in my own practice is when a person sits down, there's, there's, there's five things, the who, what, why, when, and where that you want to anticipate they're looking to have some sort of result. One of my things is when you are, if you know they are looking to get some information around something that you don't do, don't, your comfort level, don't, don't, 
try to make it comfortable for you and, and not try to help them. You, to yeah. me, you're being of service. So you, you want to try to make it so that it works for the people that you're serving and not so much make it about yourself. That's just, that's just one of my things. Right. <laughs> I think you're talking about ethics and yeah. truth in advertising, yeah. and that's very important in any business, right? Yeah. That's the business aspect. Yeah. So, you know, I think since we've got such a wealth of uh, experience here, and this is a bit of a challenge, I think, maybe, but just for fun, why don't we go around and each take turns and name the different styles of reading from our own vocabulary or our own point of view and maybe even define each of them a little bit which by the way I wouldn't be surprised if we have the same definition but two different names for the same thing oh. would that what do you think would that be fun let's give it a shot all yeah. right so um, so for instance uh, we've used the term uh, predictive predictive readings anybody mm -hmm. want to speak to that well, predictive readings to me um, encompasses having uh, forecasting, and in uh, uh, in in terms of forecasting, meaning you're going to set timing or saying something will happen in a future tense. So, to me, a prediction is like very specific answer to very specific question. So for instance, Lenamon is perfect for predictions. It's like, will this thing be happening? In and future tense. In future tense, right. That's that's very good distinction. Predicting future tense, will this happen? And it says, yes, this will happen. And this might even say how it will happen. But to me, forecasting is slightly different. I think of weather reports. I think of the stock market. And forecasting to me is saying, I'm gathering intelligence and I'm looking at patterns. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at projections of what could happen, but in a very generalized way. And that's why I'm saying umbrella because you can you can yeah. do both and that, yeah so there's a little forecasting too. and some prediction kind of mixed in together yes. and I think of the tarot numerology I know Mary and I are really keen on on that and that's originally what you call tarot constellations mm -hmm. and it came out in your book who are you in the tarot yeah. and when you start looking at those year cards right mm -hmm. so to me in numerology in the year cards that is a form of forecasting but you're looking at the pattern in that a person's life yeah and it's thematic rather than the specifics so if somebody is in a death year, which is the death card, um, there's a letting go or release of something, but what that is going to be has infinite possibility. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's only a couple of years later that you realize what that major letting go was. Yes. I love the way you called it theme. I think mm -hmm. of it as that lesson for that year. Yeah. Okay, so what's another style of reading? I know uh, some people talk about personal development. Mm -hmm. what, what would a reading like that be like? Well, I've got a description of the kind of reading I do, which is along those lines. And I say that my readings are interactive, transformational, and empowering. So that's uh, kind of a therapeutic reading, which is uh, an aspect of the personal development. Um, so if for it being interactive, that means that I involve the client, the, the querent who's asking the question, um, in the process themselves. So we share the reading. I guide them through a large part of it. Uh, transformational. I have the assumption and intention that there will be some kind of change in the process of the reading itself, that they will perceive things from uh, an altered point of view, uh, from by having more information. And empowering, um, it's kind of a, um, a 
difficult concept because we talk about in legal situations how somebody might empower someone else. The fact is, though, if I empower you to do something, who has the power? Mm -hmm. So when I say empowerment, I'm trying to step back at times and allow the client to come to their own realization, uh, their own understanding, making their own choices. And I um, affirm that so that they recognize that they have the power. Yes, they're making uh, self-determined decisions based on the information they're, they're, they're getting. Yeah. Yes, from now, you. Now, what about, I'm thinking of other styles of reading, what about channeling? People who just channel information while they're also working with the cards. And I'm going to put that in another cluster, channeled and intuitive reader, reading styles. And I think that is information that is not um, traditionally interpreted from, say, uh, tarot cards or Lindemann cards where people use their own particular um, skill, intuitive skills to gather information. Um, channeled information usually is from outside or they use a particular entity. Um, they're in communication with maybe um, a higher source from a guide, yeah. an angel, archangel, and mediumship kind of comes under that because you're channeling that other uh, being and uh, on the other side. Mm -hmm. Right. For instance, people who've passed on. Yes. And so now, speaking of past, so when a reading is not focused on the future, but maybe a reflection of the past, what might you call that? That, to me, comes under the descriptive mode. Um, I had a friend who would um, ask people when they came for a reading, do you want a predictive meaning, a descriptive reading, a proscriptive meaning, meaning what should I do? Um, or, you know, there's a couple of other variations, but those are the main ones. So when you're talking about the past, it's usually based on descriptive, where you're giving uh, information that hopefully is going to lead up to the pattern that they're going to be taking into the future. Mm -hmm. So how is it relevant now and into the near future, this past thing, for instance, if you had an abusive parent, then that's going to influence perhaps how you relate to a boss. Yeah. yeah. Authority figures. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow, this is so exciting. I know we could probably go like another 15, 30 <laughs> It's an hour because we've got Especially such a wealth of Mary here. We can just <laughs> yeah. keep going on and on and on and on and yeah. on and on. Yes. But we really appreciate having you here and taking the time to um, join us in this conversation. I love being here with you all. Oh, well, here, have another help. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Thank you for spending time with us on Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and podcast suggestions on our Facebook page, also called Oracle Soup. And be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.org, for hot new servings of our saucy talks. You can also subscribe to the Feed Burner or listen to our pantry of Oracle Soup archived recordings, along with articles and links to more resources. 
be sure to visit our personal websites to receive more information about us and the things that we offer individually. For Katrina, visit tarotcounseling.org. Counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G dot org like in Oregon, O-R-G. And for Gina, visit tarotadvisor.com. An advisor is spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This content and the content of these podcasts are intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. This content is intended, but not promised or guaranteed, to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.